Hello Aditya, welcome to the Hyderabad Hiccup. Thank you so much for coming. I'm Kritath. And I'm Saurav. And we are very happy to have you here. My pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's been our pleasure to uh, go through your uh, comic and it's been so nice. Uh, t- <laughs> to the point at which I was like, <laughs> is there more somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> or is it just <laughs> an abrupt ending? Like what's happening here? You're caught up, right? You've read. I've books. I've caught up. Yeah. yeah, and he. I mean, I read half of it, and he he made sure I caught up. Like, good. Nice. Just awesome. Orally <laughs> told the story to me, but I I'll, I'll go back to check out the artwork for sure. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a trade-off between <clears throat> uh, releasing every week, uh, but also maintaining quality. So sometimes I do it once every two weeks, and uh, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, the story is zero point five percent in. So. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we got that when he said it's a four-year project. Yeah. And so Kritath and I were discussing this and Kritath was like, I just have to ask him uh, because I really wanted to know and this is exactly what he said, is whether he's going to end it soon or is he going to George R. R. Martin it or something. <laughs> Since it is a manga <laughs> format and uh, you know how manga goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right. 10 years, 11 years sometimes. Ha, ha, ha. This is a shorter story, uh, okay. but it will go on for quite a few years more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we catch you drift now absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think that makes sense because uh, it really felt like yeah 0.5% is exactly yeah. how much it felt like i was into the world etc very new and well when you around what time did you start uh, i don't know what should i call it like drawing writing i mean we'll get to your processes uh, eventually mm-hmm. like we just sort of warming uh, we're just sort of getting warmed up right now, but uh, I mean, where did you co- when did you actually start conceptualizing it? I was thirteen. Ah, uh, it was a story that uh, I my sister typed out in Word because we got like this fancy Pentium four processor computer at home. <laughs> Those and nice days. Yes, where the computer weighs more than you, <laughs> and uh, she typed it out. Uh, she liked writing. She likes writing. I like drawing. Okay. So she typed it out, and I was like. Uh, you know, I wanted to tell the story, like read the story out to say my parents or my classmates, etc. But nobody likes to listen to like reading out of scripts and stuff in those like school environments. Yeah. So I drew like a a page from that. Like I used that as like a script and I drew. Okay. And my classmates ate it up whole and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And uh, it was very different from what it is now, obviously. Okay, and, uh, and these were people who were into comics then, or they—they they were just, just random classmates. So chances are they were uh, looking at a comic for the, for the first time. Very probably, first time. probably. Okay, and considering okay. if you remember back then, comics were like taboo of sorts. So people were like, "Oh, you're a nerd if you read comics and stuff." So like that, yeah. and sort of not. I I don't know how how accessible comics were in general. Accessible is also an important thing because yeah. even in school libraries, if you have comics, they think it's like a very bad thing. Like you know, people should read books, not comics. Literature, and Literature. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you went it's to my school. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> which was uh, something. <laughs> don't have to, something. <laughs> don't have to name it. Yeah, yeah. yeah please. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think um, I remember. You know, comics obviously is a very broad categorization, but I remember there was a small period of time where under Gotham Comics. Marvel and DC both used to put out comics in India and they used to be really cheap. I mean, I, not really cheap. They used to be like 10 bucks for like one edition of a comic. But then they just like suddenly stopped and uh, I don't know, maybe sales weren't and great. Or there was like caste system in comics, bro. Because if you if you read like superhero comics and all, you will look down upon. But if you read like Asterix and stuff, 
uh i don't the, know people like considered you <laughs> little bit woke I guess. uh yeah woke or legitimate or, i don't no, know but, how to put uh, that to his point you know back then the gotham comics 10 rupees comics those were uh, dc and marvel right yeah and uh, there used to be these uh, stands there uh, where you used to get cigarettes and all these yeah, pan yeah. and stuff yeah. there they used to have these magazine comics. stands absolutely what were they uh, they had no idea what the audience was i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah my dad when he used to go for a smoke he would buy uh, two three Gotham comics uh, two three issues and i have all these uh, really old batman and uh, spiderman comics and all at my house wow that was okay. how i got into it and this was when i was like 10 or something you know? uh, so that kind of evolved and so then what happened was that this whole like publish publishing it in a school you know environment and it went around school magazines of kind sorry. of like that uh-huh. yes they they took photos or scanned my works mm-hmm. and then they put it up and dorian street became super famous actually in school uh, where people were like legitimately curious of where it's going to go oh it it was a complete story then it was a complete story it yeah. was a complete story okay. written by my sister ah interesting but time flew and uh-huh. uh, i stopped drawing comics entirely because i wanted to kind of take a break from visual storytelling and focus more on script screenwriting and okay. really flesh out that medium because while you were still in school No, no, no. This was after. Okay, this was okay. after. Thirteen was when I was in what's eighth grade, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then I stopped, and uh, you know how it goes in Indian families where engineering. You have to focus on education. Education, actually, yeah. My mom and dad were not like that. Where they're <laughs> forcing you to do engineering. That's nice. But I know. still didn't want to do a comic book because it's so time-consuming. I'd rather yeah. want to hone my craft. Yeah, 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 right. And then, like twelve years later, with all the new knowledge that I have, huh. me and my sister. sat again and oh. combined we wrote a very rough script that probably answers our question right because kritat wanted to know like how much of the story were you like uh, part of and how much of the drawings were you uh, taking care of yeah. so it's it, it's still like that it's still 50/50 like uh, when it comes to what we did me and my sister what we did was we uh, it was it's called a skeletal draft right so we did a very rough skeletal draft of the main plot points that has to happen that have to happen sorry is this the process while uh, sort of uh, writing any comic like i have no idea at this point i have no idea because no because you use something a technical word so no, what no, could you just explain to us what a skeletal draft means like it's like something my professor someone. says in uh, uni where he's like uh, just like how we are made up of bones then muscle then skin okay even like sequential art comics uh, is first made of the skeletal draft and then it is made up of say a script then the illustrations illustrations are just skin because oh. that's what you see outside yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay. if you're just skin you're going to hmm. fall apart hmm. so you need hmm. that skeletal draft to be very so precise. this is a, like this is essentially a collaboration in between you and your sister uh it started out like that yes then okay. she went to do her masters and then i kind of am piloting it on my own Right. Oh. Now. But I do show it of course for proofreading and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So she does give her valuable inputs and it's super important to be inclusive and it's super important to break stereotypes what exist in comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has a liberal arts degree from a beautiful university. Okay. So she helps me a lot in uh, oh. telling me listen Adi I know this is what you think <laughs> but uh, do not change my story. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's very fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah I think I think um, you know I was also talking to Saurav and it it's very interesting because when you write a 
comic book or any comic uh, art form like you have to write a story but there's also has to be the artwork the graphics that go into it and there's also the you know in some cases the colors that go into it yes. right and all three make so much of a difference right definitely um so i mean how does it work i mean because you know you've obviously uh, uh you know more than doubled um is it usually one person is it different people if it's different people like how does the collaboration you know happen so it depends on how you look at it actually i'm sorry this is not a short answer <laughs> but it'd uh, be as long the, as, yeah, as uh, you uh, need uh, to be this is this the, the advantage <laughs> up i think most of our podcasts are like i think we almost hit we the r mark it. in every episode yeah. so we love it's all cool yeah you can Perfect. just please take your time uh it's depending on where you look at it like you have western comics and then you have the european comics and then you have this random asian comics uh so western and european comics they prefer to work in massive teams like i'm talking about dozens because western and european comics have people teams sub teams dedicated to each job so one person draws pencils for one page and then the two three people ink that and then four to five people color that and then one more person adds a sketch of a background and then two three people color that background so it's like a huge process which is pretty uh, obvious when you look at these marvel and dc comics and stuff like yeah, each panel looks like an illustration yeah right? yeah yeah so european comics they rely a lot on backgrounds they are very background specific they want to engross you in that world because in europe the cityscapes are beautiful yeah, right yeah. something that uh, uh, the american cityscapes don't have that much hmm. so europeans love to draw your attention with the backgrounds like in tintin for example you know the backgrounds are just photorealistic in a sense yeah but they don't really care much about like the character design and stuff mm. so you're you're not there to you know you're not there just for the character you're there for the scene yeah you're there for the world the world that they the world that they built okay so an examples of this so european comics would be like tintin and yes. asterix uh yes tintin is a good example and uh, popular example popular right? example and it's also very old so it's easier for us to talk about it yeah yeah in western comics like in american comics i think it's easy to talk about dc marvel etc and in asian comics we can talk about manga because it's uh, the staple of say doing something of its own like entirely of its own yeah it has its own style it's everything own, like just the iconography is like manga they just decided we won't follow anything <laughs> we just do our own thing and yeah. then they just stuck with it yeah. for them it's a long term investment manga ka is the person who draws the manga manga ka they have they use this manga creation as their life so this is it they study this uh, and then they just do this for like 20 30 and that's years. their life that's, that's it. it that's their life for them they are the pilot manga ka is the pilot in terms of illustration they do all the sketching stuff sometimes they also do the inking stuff a little bit then they have some assistants who can help reproduce backgrounds reproduce some panels say you are sitting like this and i have to draw 10 panels of that uh-huh somebody else will come and draw that for me i just need to draw that one panel of you sitting like that you know okay so they yeah. are, they are basically outsourcing uh, for lack of a better uh, word in house it's all in house yeah yeah oh, oh okay yes yes Achai, it's all in house yes yes there But are like, people who start out as some similar to how we have musicians and stuff right you start out as an assistant and then you ha. grow into there's an intern who basically is taking care of a little bit of the menial uh, part of exactly the production uh lettering dialogue these things they have a rough concept of it uh but somebody else comes and flesh fleshes it out most 
aspect of the case is this stuff is fleshed out by the publisher oh so they decide uh, how to tailor the dialogue to fit the demographic so there's less stress on the mangaka so and, and it happens in multiple languages too right no japanese for sure yeah and then the same publisher has uh, a, an american yes okay. uh, so in western comics there are teams for that also there's like lettering teams dialogue teams and all that stuff there's an entire there's essentially an entire industry it is most definitely so that's why uh, and if you notice manga is always black and white yeah simply yeah, yeah. because it's cheap uh, and simply because they want to churn out as many copies as possible because that's their life that's essentially their life. yeah their life. <laughs> sometimes they do a little bit of cover il- color illustrations and that will sell as prints for example hmm. but it is a very grave mistake if you think that these manga artists don't know color because they learn art because it's their life yeah so yeah, they yeah. learn color they forcibly step away from it and make them themselves do the black and white so it's like very impressive Mm. It's very very does it have like its inspiration and this i'll and this question also applies to your own style of sort of sticking with black and white i mean it could be as simple as what the uh, manga artists are also yeah, doing yeah. but uh, like but also when i was like reading through your thing it was very neo noir it had mm. very noir themes mm. so uh did like i mean does do you borrow that inspiration from over there or is it just something who you are and that's that's your zone essentially i don't know I think that one of the most common questions I'm asked by readers is what genre does my comic fall into and the answer for me is yes that <laughs> okay. is the genre there is no genre okay. for 13th street because 13th street is technically my life's work right yeah uh, I don't aim to draw another comic ever mm. this is it right oh so, okay yeah, so this is it I'm going all in on this okay. and making sure that whatever story I have from the, from back then I want to polish it and tell it in this So there's a lot of themes involved. There's a, with a lot of themes there comes a lot of genres. And uh. it's not just your noir or it's not just your grunge, it's not just your action, you know, it's not just fantasy. Unfortunately, publishing platforms require one or two genres, so I just throw in a horror fantasy or something like that. Yeah. But I switch it up every now and then. Uh Yeah, you, you know, just just before before that, I'm I'm kind of curious on the publishing process, and I know mm. I'm getting us back to that. So, for example, when you have say a graphic novel by a Frank Miller types, mm. um, or you know, The Killing Joke, for example, so is that also falling into the American European type where yeah, there's yeah, like course. a large team? Of course. Okay, so does it matter at all um, who the so when they say this comic by Frank Miller, for yes. example, and you know, pencils by so and so? Yes, uh, I forget the name. on the batman comics but whatever so if if there's one person leading it do they have uh, a lot of say on the kind of team or is it like you're in marvel you're in dc you're getting this team you know do the sketch and you know it then. it varies it most definitely varies for uh, something as big as marvel and dc comics uh, especially with like something like uh, spearheaded by somebody like frank miller it would be the experience that matters probably uh, these stalwarts will take more of a say in overall story overarching plot etc but sometimes uh, just the script is written by somebody and it's honestly really interesting in the sense that it's super varied you know so that's what i like about it that's interesting so i think coming back to what saurav was kind of hinting at and you know what i mean we understand that obviously you know uh, binning content into genres is very simplistic and you know obviously uh, 
one nice anime uh, that I really liked, uh, you know, watching growing up was Cowboy Bebop, hmm. um, which really is also, you know, one of those things which doesn't have a clear, clear genre. genre. Yeah. Um, but in terms of influences, right? Um, what are the kind of works that you've really liked? So from your timeline, hmm. we've seen a lot of illustrations. Uh, you know, there's someone supernatural, someone white collar, and lots of persona, hmm. four and five, yeah. um, some Dexter. So, but in terms of influences, what do you think are the major influences on 13th Street? Um, growing up, I've read uh, two manga because manga in India is like, it was pretty rare back yeah, then. Yeah, back then. One was Dragon Ball Z and the other one was Bleach. Okay. So, Akira Toriyama and Tite Kubo. So, Akira Toriyama is known for his iconic style, his iconic action, dynamic um, angles and all that stuff. And he's also known for using the least amount of lines as possible to convey the most amount of emotion and action as possible. So, obviously, I used to draw a lot of Dragon Ball Z fan mangas, fan comics. Okay. Um, these used to be done much to the dismay of my teachers who would obviously scold me to no end. But everybody else loved it. And it would evolve around, say, Vegeta being the hero mm-hmm. or an alternate universe where uh, and uh, where maybe Vegeta and Chi-Chi kind of got together. It's so weird. Like, He's got a Dragon Ball Z what-if ready. <laughs> what-if. Yeah. Like a fan fiction stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that was my huge in- influence. Like Akira Toriyama was an influence. It still is. You should go ahead and pitch this, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like I'll, I'll build this parallel universe for you and years. I already have like stories from like, whatever, like eight yeah. years ago. <laughs> and I your test those, audiences uh, were still like your schoolmates. And I have those still, those comics that I drew at home. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, we've seen how Dragon Ball Super has been going. It's, yeah. it's so bland now. Yeah, There's no. nothing new. Dragon Ball Super is trash. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only reason Akira Toriyama even agreed to lead the project was because GT was the last known Dragon Ball Z uh, <laughs> and it was please don't let it end with GT so he was like <laughs> let me just make something even if it is half-assed you know let me just make something so right. that it's uh, you know canon per se no but Akira Toriyama was a great influence for me growing up simply because uh, you know conveying as much information and in as little lines as possible is something that every artist uh, seeks in mm-hmm. his or her work mm-hmm. Uh, but with Bleach, I started noticing that Tite Kubo doesn't care about backgrounds much. He is more focused on the person, making them attractive in many sense, like not just one typical sense. So I started learning character design from Bleach. I used to draw a lot of Bleach. The reason I've been bringing these two people up is because you can't ever find those on my gallery. Because these are like uh, trash sketches. <laughs> I've... <laughs> I've thrown them in the garbage. <laughs> uh, but okay. uh, the real turning point in my life as far as influence is concerned was when I was in my undergrad, uh, I had completely stopped drawing comics, as I told uh, you. you. You you were pursuing design, right? I was pursuing. I have a, uh, my bachelor's degree is also in design and uh. my master's degree is in digital media, advertising and stuff. Okay. So okay. I was uh, doing the design thing, but art is always something I hold dear to myself. Huh. My friend uh, told me in 2013... 2011, yes, when I was my first year, that there is this awesome manga called Naruto that I should check out. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, cool, what is this? Because another thing which not many people know is I didn't have a TV like till I was in 21 or something. <laughs> uh-huh. So whenever I used to watch, when I have to watch something, I would go like to my friend's house. Wow, you didn't watch Dragon Ball Z growing up. I watched it in my friend's house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. but 
yeah. yeah i read dragon ball z growing up yeah 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 which is another reason why i love reading manga more than watching anime yeah so I, i mean i completely get that like yeah so naruto he said naruto is great and all and it's uh, kind of you know it, he estimated it to have like a 3 year run time as far as what the author said mm-hmm. so he's like if if now is the best time to catch up and you know start reading it i'm like okay so i uh, i created a i don't know if it's a crunchy roll or funimation account or whatever it is one of those two sites like i paid money and i watched the anime okay yes online because that was easier and nicer cheaper for me <laughs> and man i was hooked i was like what is this you know <laughs> this is insane like he is playing with a cast of like 50 characters and each character has so much story you can make a spin off on every single character and it would be as entertaining as the main story right. i was blown away i had to check the manga out i was like no this is important for me to check and so i started reading again from the starting right and oh my masashi kishimoto is my major influence and uh from character design to storytelling backgrounds he is one of the very few mangaka out there who draws a background in every single panel mm. not many people do that Right. because it just it's there's no need for it you know yeah. but he's like no i need to draw yeah. so he was my major influence and uh, whenever my readers tell me that they see a bit of naruto in my comic i'm like you feel a little bit this is what i was <laughs> this is what i have been trained for <laughs> this is what you seek <laughs> that's what i seek so yeah. masashi is my second third most uh, Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you can finish Naruto in 3 years. Uh but I, I did. You did? Yes, oh. I did. I uh safe to say I didn't study. Uh <laughs> but uh who did? <laughs> but we didn't finish Naruto either. <laughs> I did. Uh ah. I consider Shippuden's ending to be the canon ending. Okay. I don't uh, watch Boruto. Mm-hmm. Uh because again, not something that I personally like. I liked the way it ended, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. No that actually I was going to ask you like a little more about uh in influences in this uh, in the uh, in the context of like how you how you're planning to like take this forward and work and you've already told us it's like a four year project and I was actually planning to ask you questions like whether you would you want to actually implement uh, the European kind of an organization or not but I think this answers my question or am I wrong No 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 uh 13th street is going to be Uh, solo a solo project. thing for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's going to be a solo project. Even if even if it uh Takes demands a team. Uh-huh. I wouldn't because for me it's it's like art which I create. So right. I want to be true to it as much as possible. Right. Uh I have a lot of help though from various comic artists in the community. Okay. Yes. So they tell me if something is off, they tell me if how I can improve. That's the good thing about the comic community in 2021. it's okay. that it's everything is on the internet so it's very easy to hop on a call is there like a blog or a website that i'm, I'm dis- just asking for a list there's a discord there's a discord okay uh the i publish on webtoons so uh there is a webtoon discord for people who publish on their platform ah for the and makers like for the, for the creators yes yeah. you need to be a creator to join the discord yeah. unfortunately mm-hmm. but i'm sure that if you hunt enough you will find unofficial discords of uh, readers because readers are the majority of any platform right so these are creator friends who have amazing comics themselves right and uh, they help me out you know they help me out and we stream uh, to each other yeah uh-huh. so they they help me out it's it's really 
wholesome <laughs> for lack of a better word then <laughs> this feel like this whole microcosm yeah uh, i mean the more you know thing right like yeah. the more you listen to it and i mean sure there are references and all that but like considering the kind amount of people actually coming together and and not just working on what they're doing i mean that sure people are doing but the kind of information sharing that's happening more than information sharing i would say support because support too exactly they, they share uh, it's just an image they just screenshot my comic and they share it at the end of their update and they say check out this comic uh, right you don't need any other bigger favor right right yeah, yeah. even if it doesn't attract any reader it's still going to be there for the, till the end of time yeah, this person yeah. liked my work so much that they shared a snippet of my work at the end of theirs and i did the same and uh, it's very humbling for lack of a better word because i don't do this for money this right right yeah. we, we we're going to get to that a little later yeah no worries uh, but we are going to get to that like sure. so uh, yeah it's very very humbling and there's a beautiful community and uh, you need to obviously pick your uh, <laughs> people and uh, it's trial and error when i joined the community initially there were too many people and my social anxiety <laughs> got the better of me i'm like no 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 let me go back to my like the patrick star under the rock just like i i'm i'm fine here yeah but then as i started streaming more and more and you, you know, opened up a l- lot yes, more i found like minded people people who were as weird uh, as me and yeah so i'm just curious are these uh, are these a lot of uh, indian comic artists and so and so i'm really like i know for a while what was there in indian comics right when like nagraj was a thing in comics and when gotham comics used to happen but i know that there are a lot of new comics these days so in terms of if you had to introduce someone to whatever is happening in the comic graphic novel scene in india what would you say is a good starting point to a reader i'm like the last person you should be asking that because i grew up with japanese and uh, japanese manga but i also grew up with amar chitrakatha and i would highly recommend people read that because it it shows mythology which is another beautiful thing and it also shows characters and colors and uh, you know all that kind of stuff so it's i mean it's amazing right uh, but I don't know about Nagaraj and stuff. It's the snake guy, right? It's the snake guy. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. He yeah. couldn't have <laughs> had a more <laughs> obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Phantom was also Indian. Indra uh, Phantom comics. was Indian too. Yes, Indra Chand yeah. comics. These are some of the classics that I would yeah. love. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, trying to get a sense of the more contemporary writers. Hmm. Like you know, you obviously are writing your own hmm. comic. So are there other? So within people? your community, I mean, what sort yeah. of a presence do you find in India? I think is Not what Kritat is asking, or yeah. local. Not much. I met uh, one uh, Indian on okay. on this okay. community. <clears throat> I mean, I would love to meet more. Uh-huh. Uh I just, I mean, honestly, comics is. a very time taking and a very long process the long term process so i'm not rushing to meet anybody right i'm just going to hang out and if somebody comes in and not many people talk also right they're not open to talking yeah, like in, in yeah, voice yeah. chat yeah. so there are a lot of limiting factors of course there are communities for indian comics right mm-hmm. uh, on instagram and on discord itself but for me i think that with a sport for example uh, if you love cricket you would join a cricket community if you love cricket you wouldn't join a baseball community because it won't make sense to you so for yes. me i love western uh, sorry asian comics so, so i would gravitate towards yeah. more and if i do happen to find my kind of people there 
doesn't matter where they're from as mm. long as uh, in the server that i'm a part of my friends are all over the the world yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the world yeah. it's it's slightly insane when you just stop for a second when we are all on voice call and we just just stop and just hits us that none of us share the same time zone right everybody is from a different part of the world and right. it is it's just amazing it's just amazing yeah yeah so yeah yeah But no yeah, i gets us you were saying something yeah no i think i just quickly google the the names i had so i think so i think um uh long ago uh, a few years back i'd gone to the comic con in delhi and they had a bunch of you know indie comic publishers that i had never heard of and i think two that are still around are one is this bucker max and you know ink club comics and they are really good but yep. you know and um but again i don't know how how organized they are or you know if it's just a couple of prolific people hmm. sitting in there or you know are they like actively building organizations and they have you know um but i'm just you know it's it's so good to know that this is still happening and you know even at an individual level you can find a community for uh, sure honestly more power to them uh, i've also been to a couple of indian comic workshops and uh, a couple of sessions of indian artists who have uh, made some really good comics what i uh, personally felt back then was that it wasn't my vibe as far as the genre is concerned so for me something like an anime shonen esque stuff would be something that i would gravitate towards i am totally different now in mindset because after reading all of these comics by my uh, by the people i'm i was talking about earlier they are all of different genres some romance i never would even imagine in my wildest <laughs> dreams that i would read romance right. but no, it's i, I chuckle because like i mean if anybody reads his work like yeah <laughs> that's not the first thing that comes yeah. to your mind like this the same guy i mean in the future maybe but not immediately <laughs> like Yeah no it's 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 crazy because there's like romance sci-fi thriller horror a lot of genres just kind of sprinkled there so again as i said the opportunity presents itself i would love to uh, there's also i think which claims to be india's first anime uh, the production house is named studio durga if i'm not wrong uh, it is yes it is right? very famous yeah 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 that's out there too i just want to say that i know something too that's it <laughs> Yeah, Honestly, was, your guesses are better than mine I because was, <laughs> I was I was waiting for oh so so what did they do? It's like, in Bengali, dude. So I think it's a Bengali. Uh, it's a it's a Kolkata based production house. I should and have I guessed. <laughs> and I don't know why they've done it in Bengali though, because I'm like they're limiting the audience. But as it turns out, may not be. Maybe yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a target audience which will consume like Bengali anime. And I know it's it's already such. such a small community where you really if you're actually producing something putting in the hard work and time and labor you rather do it for uh, the people who will consume it and maybe think about you know uh, serving it up to a wider audience or think if about very, outreach a little later if it's very popular then uh, fans will translate your work for you mm. as it has as it has happened in japan many many times yeah where fans yeah. translate manga So honestly uh, I'll act, I'll go home and check them out actually because yeah, yeah, for yeah. me it's I think that between studies job and comic I have zero time to do any kind of reconnaissance as far Yeah as right so, so uh, Aditya right now is studying he also has a day job and he also finds time to publish comics on webtoon yes uh, uh, which actually game. reminds me uh, could you just f- for our listeners and we will link all uh, we will put all the relevant links in the description but uh, where can we find 13th street 13th street is a comic 
is yes. that what we are going to call it yes, it's, yes a comic. it's a web comic uh-huh 13th street is a web comic that you can find on webtoons webtoons.com if you just search for 13th street you will find it uh more specifically you can go to my instagram uh double a d i s a r t are these art huh where there is a link to go to that particular comic so yeah yeah these are the only two places <laughs> so since since it has come up um so you publish on webtoons right yes. is that right yes. so is that as a platform yes. uh, have you how have you found webtoons to publish your web comics i started out publishing on multiple platforms right uh there were a couple of platforms and also uh when you when your work gets noticed you get requested from other platforms to publish your work on their platform etc also the thing with webtoons is that it is kind of like a safe space for me uh i found a very niche community people as weird as me who are doing uh, great and who love criticism and also the web toon community in general the staff is is very considerate of new and uh, hidden comics so webtoon also pulls the most comic readers has the most uh, registered users has the most market value pretty much webtoon is like the and from a creator's point of view it is for free or it's for free ah. in fact you can make money on webtoon okay if your series gets a certain number of page views and stuff kind of like youtube they kind of yeah. give you money yeah so oh, okay. a lot of my friends they are pretty established they have like 1 million 2 million views and stuff on average so they make 500 dollars a month ah. yeah i know uh, it's crazy i mean it's not really anything that matters i mean yeah but yeah. you're just showing the, you're just giving it's, us an idea of scale yes it's in terms of, of just of the sheer volume of work the plethora of work that is presented as a platform webtoon is just overwhelming for lack of a better word but in a good way and uh, i tried publishing on other platforms but for me again it's the same cricket analogy again and again it's like i love this i found my people here so i'm just going to be here <laughs> you know and yeah, then yeah. maybe maybe go somewhere else maybe yeah, yeah. but like it's always good to have a main focus publish on one place so that it's not saturated and uh, also i feel that uh, webtoon itself will have more Uh, opportunities for uh, promoting a series that is exclusive to their platform okay so okay yeah yeah and it has great ui like yeah. i've just it's just so easy to read uh, are you reading on, on the phone or i'm reading it on my phone mm. so it's it's so what, optimized what, what do you recommend phone. phone okay the website is not great uh, like the desktop website is not great and uh, the phone is good the phone website is very good the, the app sorry is very good uh i have on multiple occasions also kind of pitched in to do an overhaul for their ux and ui cuz that's my job <laughs> yeah so for their desktop uh-huh. version cuz mm. there's a lot of stuff lacking there and um, as it as it turns out they will obviously have openings sometime <laughs> so that would be like amazing yeah. right to work for a company that you genuinely believe in and also help fix their uh user defined problems it ties my day job and my <laughs> hobby into like a very nice <laughs> good looking knot yeah that would be amazing although although like on on the on a phone they are just it's such a it's nice. breeze to navigate through different definitely uh, panels to different yeah, and uh, issues it doesn't like it doesn't interfere with the story yes uh it doesn't interfere with the flow most definitely it's uh, it's a breeze so 
great work webtoon yeah and, and i don't know if it's if it's specific to your comic or they do this for every comic there's like a nice recap before every new <laughs> series so i think that's specific to you but you can correct it, me you can we can customize uh because that's lovely like yeah. you just know that you're at the right issue because you've just seen the panels yes it's kind of like this uh as webtoon a webcomic creator sorry we are aware that people are reading many many bite sized comics every day so since we are a uh, most cases a single person team we take a lot of time probably two to one or two weeks to publish the next update so what we do is we keep these recaps at the beginning of our chapter so that they know where they left off or they know where they are currently at and one more thing that is uh, not just for webtoon but a lot of comic apps in general is you don't have to search for where you stopped you can close the app you can even like you know not open it for weeks but then when you click on my comic again it will take you back to where you were so that's a good uh, ui definitely right i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's it's all so nice and uh, i don't know man like i i'm sorry i just went into sort of this uh, <laughs> it's very wholesome i, I mean not just that i mean is... i mean me and kritat we do hyderabad cup like it's just something that we do out of uh, our daily lives and yeah. we never really thought we'd actually get into this world and i was just overwhelmed by it a little bit i apologize no worries no. yeah <laughs> as a host the, i shouldn't have <laughs> no yeah bad. and in the past we've in the past we've talked to a lot of artists you know who who have who've had their instagram pages you know they dabble in art uh you know maybe they sell some uh, you know during a fest or something but this is like i think the first time where we've come across a fully fleshed out story um and a vision for where it's going so it's it's really fun and especially when i was reading um when i started it i'm and, and i'm sure the story is obviously very different but when i started it the moment i see four kids in school you know i automatically go oh this is this is like persona <laughs> uh because i've played so much of it right because it's just cool kids there's a mystery happening there's some supernatural force um without my realization i have been heavily inspired by persona 4 it is not even it's the most coincidental thing possible because when i again as i wanted to reiterate this story is like 12 years old right so way more than that so i had written a story about a few kids getting entangled in their small towns thriller mystery with people dying when i was like 13 and i played persona 4 golden when i was 25 and i'm like what <laughs> this is like wait hold on i should contact these people right right how <laughs> like following up to that like how much of a gamer are you i mean uh, we were I actually a lot again of, wondering yeah rpgs i play only japanese role playing games Uh, and, uh, I can't really play FPS. I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried, but that uh, competitiveness is not for me. <laughs> uh, and also, I like to see my characters. I don't want to see yeah, their hands. Yeah, I I so, understand. Yeah, but I love RPGs, especially JRPGs, because again, I learn something new from it every time I play. And it also allows you to take your own time and explore own sweet the world. Time. And the more, uh, the longer the game is, the more I am inclined to buy it. I have clocked in 312 hours on Persona 5. Wow. And yeah, 
there's no reason to like the Are game is close to hours. that kritat <laughs> i mean it takes 100 hours to finish like one playthrough yeah yeah so yeah multiple playthroughs yeah. and that's a very easy number to definitely, get at. like definitely. it's it's a worthwhile number to get to uh, because yeah. that they've made such an interesting world where you're you know you're not only doing like pokemon style battles mm-hmm. you know you also have to go wash laundry and that ties into your stats that ties into <laughs> your battles so it's a very weird sort of a game but it's like it's a very you know if you pitched it like i can't imagine pitching it because the pitch would have been so weird very weird um but obviously like persona kind of came through the the shin megami tensei yes. series right yes, yes. and <laughs> that got made so uh, smt uh, is again getting a lot of love these days with its nocturne remaster and uh, smt4 right. is also coming out yeah, yeah. and uh, smt5 has been uh, uh, nominated for a game awards and stuff but uh, one of the most underground rpg games that you have to play jrpg games is called the world ends with you it's by square enix and uh, also hand studios so it is a ds game a nintendo ds game so good luck <laughs> but it is probably the most stylistic game ever and i am telling this after clocking in 300 hours in persona so it has to mean something <laughs> because right, persona right. is so stylistic yeah and uh, with persona art which you were mentioning a while ago the reason i drew so much is because it finally got me back to drawing i had a 5 year art block all through my job uh uh-huh. i had like a major art block I had a major art block and I couldn't draw anything to save my life and I uh 2019 I uh my f- well my friends and I kind of pitched in and bought a PlayStation 4 and uh, Persona 5 was on sale not royal just the vanilla version okay and I played it and I was like for some reason the the UI the the way it works and like all of that it's like I want to draw this it's so fun mm-hmm. and so I drew and that's when i started picking up my pen again and it felt like a catharsis of sorts so obviously i bought persona 5 royal on the day it released <laughs> and also also obviously i bought persona 4 golden on steam and it's like it's been, never been the same ever since like i i, I owe a lot of my uh, revival from art block to mm-hmm. sojiro art block as in you couldn't draw anymore or you didn't feel like drawing anymore like it's a complicated thing it could mean a lot for different artists for me it's just lack of drive and motivation so okay. if i see a paper now i want to draw something and it's not because i want to post it it is because i want to genuinely not see that empty paper essentially just feeling like it feeling like it but uh, as i discovered the internet i guess it's a very common thing which a lot of artists go through the social media bug where you post work and it gets noticed and so you think that you are pressurized into doing a similar kind of work just because it is what works right so that got me uh, a little down in the dumps i guess mm-hmm. so then i just kind of stopped and uh, and only in 2019 when i started drawing again did i realize that uh, i need to actually study this so then i went to art school ah <laughs> uh, yeah. that's how it Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's an interesting. interesting arc. And and actually, you know, that there is something about Persona Five. Also, I'm sure Persona Four Gold. And I've uh, I don't think I've played it uh, that much, but um, there is something about it that when you see the art, what I really like about that game is the art and the music. The music is amazing. So well, amazing. like I can hear the music when I see the the pictures, and I think that's a very difficult, uh, you know. 
thing to attain i think um uh, i don't know i don't know if other ga- games definitely don't capture it as well um i think another game that does it very well um i don't know if you've played this one called hades of course uh, of course uh, i have 100%ed it it was it's it was so hell good. <laughs> uh, no pun intended but i 100%ed it and it was the only roguelike that i ever played in my life okay so, so when it was on sale my friends were like uh, dude have you played roguelikes before you're going to enjoy it i'm like no i hate roguelikes and they're like but it has good art and good voice acting and good music i'm like okay fine i'll try it <laughs> and i couldn't stop playing it because it rewarded me every time i died and all i did was die <laughs> so i was <laughs> i was like hey this is a good formula uh, but yeah hades this music is beautiful absolutely beautiful and i mean i can't imagine you know like even 10 or 20 years ago that music for a game would be such a niche but such a big area i don't know if it's very big but it's it's like a new form of art where like even now i listen to some of the hades soundtrack just you know yeah i mean i do that when i'm on road trips yeah like you can just put one and really don't don't the, have to care about like changing tracks and what not exactly the game i talked about the world ends with you right. this is a 11 year old game and it has i would say one of the best music uh, soundtracks in entire games history because it's funky it captures the right notes it goes so well with the game that they was so they worked so hard on the music that they actually have collectible discs that you can get in game and keep listening to that on repeat so right. they knew what they were doing right uh-huh. so uh it has been around uh to your point the game music in general but games like uh persona and hades and uh, near automata also near the near oh Sama. yeah yeah oh, that's that's also another great game what a game uh, what a game so they really make you put on your headphones and listen, play the game instead of just like i feel like asking h- how much of like uh like your comic illustrations at least like while doing them like how much how much of like music do you listen to while doing it like when you when you actually doing it because uh, yeah you I seem to like take keen interest in like listening and like sort of anal- even i would say analyzing uh music and how yeah. it like sort of most definitely uh, enhances the experience yeah most definitely i uh in like nowadays at least the past 3 months or so i uh, my job gets over at like 7 8 pm so then i kind of start drawing and until my time midnight nobody from that end wakes up right like for my in my community yeah yeah i got so, it yeah till then i just listen to ost uh and uh, it's mostly it's a mixture of the world ends with you persona 5 and uh, probably a couple of anime openings and stuff uh right. anime openings are more nostalgia than influence mm. which is like you know ah the good old days bleach soundtrack or whatever right so it's like you finish work and you put on these osts and you get into the zone yes. and you're like drawing now yes and then once they come on uh-huh. this goes away and they're uh, nonsense <laughs> so that's also kind of like music i guess yeah it's like the the banter starts until the banter, the banter they are ostes yes <laughs> it's like this like you know we sit together and talk and mingle right right so it feels like that at least for me and it's the say i feel that they feel the same as well so it's good this is like a daily thing that that you do or every like every single day every single every day every single day so like you work and then like 4 5 hours you're i'm drawing for 4 hours you're yes. drawing for 4 hours yes. that clearly shows man i mean <laughs> without that level of I don't know whether that word is a little too heavy for like 
comics or not like i mean sure it is required but like discipline and like mm. how do you ensure that level of consistency too consistency right? is the is the most important word yeah. it's it's something that people just don't care about mm. especially when you do this for a long time uh, especially would, in the context context of making you better do you mean it do you mean it that way or just in terms of improving yourself and also in terms of honing your craft i feel that i am in, i am still in the honeymoon phase of comic making because i only started in june right june end so it's only going to be 6 months this december end so it's very soon so maybe i'm still feeling like all you know butterfly in my stomach like hey, i want to put out right. this issue it's, it's not still gotten monotonous for you yes, it's still but, new and what not yes but like there's a lot of my friends who've been doing this for like 3 years and for them it's there are times in which it feels like a chore so they have to remind themselves why they are doing this because as i said nobody gets money from this right so then they remind themselves everybody has its own their own reason for some it might be family for some it might be uh, a story that they wanted to tell for some it might be the reflection of their own self that reminder pushes them to be more consistent yeah i understand that man i mean something personal i just have to put it out there because this discussion sort of came in like last week and like i mean even the week before like just build up to like last weekend uh, uh, especially and through uh, this week uh, like i've been I, i mean i play tabla you know right yes yes i know and i've been doing it for a while and uh, i exactly find myself in this position where i just want to perform the hell out just so that uh, you know i give myself more reasons to be actually getting back there and practicing uh, i shouldn't stop practicing definitely not <laughs> but i know what you mean when i when, yes. when you said that like your friends feeling those things i can relate to them like so much like i mean and it is so weird and it's so very difficult to explain uh, uh, and it's like an experiential thing that it's a very artist thing you know yeah yeah and you started it and it was your passion and you loved it so much that you you got you got like what 3 years for example for example uh, incidentally it, coincidentally it's also like been 3 years for me hmm. right and i've been i've gone on gone out independent in 2020 so i've been this is end of 2021 so yes. it's like 2 years uh, independently hmm. uh and it's baffling to even uh, consider the thought and initially it starts off like you're you're just in denial like how can mm. this even happen to me uh, I, i i it's not possible that i've made a an incorrect choice correct because but why it. am i feeling like this right yeah and I, i mean i don't know if it helps your friends or like you can just pass this on to them but what really helped me was again reading another post of an artist on instagram where she essentially said that this again this is incidentally again uh, sh- what she was feeling around this time okay. and i don't know why she posted that so but she said that she goes back to uh, the feeling when uh, to the time when uh, like the life she's reading reading right now hmm. same thing she's a vocalist so she performs t- uh, teachers and what not is something that was a dream exactly like 5 or 6 years ago exactly and uh, in just the hustle and like the bustle of like life in general uh for some reason we have just forgotten that true and we should just be happy that we are we actually get to live the dream you need to take a moment and think i am here this is me that i dreamed of back then yeah so i was so happy to be here back then yeah. so now that i'm actually here the past me will probably let me not force yeah, things let me exactly. not hurry things and let's just get back to our process and i mean I still am going through that phase. I think it'll take me this week again to again get back to practicing. Uh, I mean, I still sort of am 
Uh, I got back to it today. Hmm. But you don't def- have to force it. That's the thing, though. Like your body and mind need to needs to be on the same level where it, they understand uh, all of that which we are processing. Yeah. So, so I took like a day's break, and I <laughs> incidentally, like thankfully rather, uh, somehow this post came by, hmm. and uh, that really helped me. So Definitely. I don't know if uh, it because you are so in. I mean, you're like the bond uh, in your community is like so hmm. strong. If you could like pass it on to them, oh, yeah, for it, sure, it helps for sure. them. Like yeah, I'd yeah. be, for sure. it'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> for sure. Sorry, Akshat, I took I took this in a complete different <laughs> direction. Like no, I I uh, when I when I told you, like as soon as I came over here, I came like two hours ago because we were just discussing talking points, research, whatnot for the podcast, and I just told Akshat. And I didn't mention all of this. I just like, I had a very hard, bad health, uh, ba- bad week, mental health wise. Hmm. I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to that, maybe yeah. it is a mental health thing, but I'm glad to know that it's happening to so many more everybody, artists. Everybody, like, everybody. You know, not glad. Yes. But I'm like, I feel that I'm not alone. Yeah, definitely not. Honestly, I feel that since everybody has their own reason. For me, uh, personally speaking, uh, I didn't draw Thirteen Street for the past three days. That was because I. got into this kind of like a phase where i didn't want to draw that same thing again so instead of hating because if you then draw that you will hate it because you clearly don't want to do it yeah. you're doing art as like a therapeutic experience so why would you yeah so for me it's like i'll draw something else so you right. know i just i just like i am playing this game right now so i just like yeah, let's just draw fan art of this who cares so i just do that and that way my mind is uh it's almost like when in fitness you say confusing your muscles so something like if you keep working out a same pattern like for years yeah you you won't grow you won't see results you just need to just confuse them like yeah. my body will be thinking change like, things like flip yeah. things up juggle, yeah. juggle like, things wait why the heck is this guy trying yeah. genshin stuff where is the <laughs> where is the 13th street art uh, kritaj wanted to say something but before he just gets there the reason why i didn't feel like explaining it to you because i was with someone and i was having lunch and i told them yeah i just had a bad mental health week and i took a day off and then they asked me why and i they just don't happen to be an artist like at least that's not what they're doing it doing for uh, a living per se or like just say let's just say they're not doing it as consistently as i am doing it and i just looked at them and i i just thought like i can't explain this thing to myself <laughs> how will i actually explain this to you so i just said i don't know i just had a bad mental health week so when i came over here i just didn't uh, i mean sure kritaj would have listened to me but i just he thought <laughs> wow i I'm, i'm not as bad a friend as uh, saurav is uh, painting me out to be <laughs> no no but, no uh, i mean it was all me it was all me right i mean i thought why would people even care about this explanation like i can't call it depression and what not right and i don't even know if there's a clinical diagnosis for it it's just art block it's just, just art having a yeah, we'll call it that we'll call it that yeah no and it happens i mean and obviously you both create art and i uh, i i separate that from whatever the fuck stand up comedy is right uh, <laughs> but just just to fill in uh, aditya because uh, sukratat so like does stand up comedy and uh, Yeah so Let's more like how you started now you you were you were in Cambridge and you used to you so thought econ- you you could introduce economics so yeah essentially i you know when i went to um, cambridge there was just stuff that was ridiculous in economics and i had to get that out of me it, out there so that's why i started doing stand up and you know i did it for 2 years and i did an hour um and then you know it was out there so and then i got into a job where i was doing stuff that i really liked and i had no issues with so you know then i didn't 
need to do that much stand-up comedy. Um, right. You know, in fact, I don't think I would have even started again unless you know if i hadn't fallen sick with covid and gotten oh. so much yeah so i so uh tldr i fell sick pretty severely with covid in oh, may no. in delhi okay um don't worry i'm i made it out <laughs> as i can as, see as you can <laughs> uh, this episode is a testament to that <laughs> yeah um but you know if i hadn't fallen ill i wouldn't have had stuff to write so hmm. you know in a lot of stand-up i mean I don't think all stand-up comics do this, but a lot of stand-up comics, it's just a way of self-expression, you know. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, there's there's so much opportunity for humor in, you know, life in general, on podcasts or other places, <laughs> but to actually go out there. So, so, from, so what I'm coming to is that if you're doing a stand-up set, you don't give a fuck about the audience because you have something you need to say. Yeah. I mean... You do give a fuck about the audience. They should laugh. A wide variety of people in a wide variety of environments should ha- should laugh. Yeah. But if some people don't, you know, fuck up. Try again tomorrow, you know? Hmm. It's it's a different audience. Um, eventually, at a certain point, you will attract a certain kind of audience and that they will be your audience. You know, you don't need to hit 100 out of 100. Hmm. But so in that sense, audience matters way less when you're doing stand-up comedy. Um and definitely doesn't matter at all when you're doing your own solo shows. Mm, so if you're right. doing a show, right. then you know your audience is self-selecting. So you'll only get the audience that wants to hear the kind of content you put out. But uh, I mean, how, how how does it tie into what we were discussing? So, you said, A, I mean, you said you don't know whether you create art or not. Yeah, I so I do, think... But yeah, yeah, you do. Most definitely. <laughs> just, just as a reinforcement. Comedy is... As Charlie Chaplin puts it, comedy is the basis for human existence simply because it may, reminds us that we have emotion. Right. So it, we, when we laugh, we are just reminding ourselves, oh, whoa, okay, that's something interesting that touched me on some level. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I love comedy and uh, humor is uh, humor is like my defense mechanism, of course. <laughs> but how, how does no, it I tie th- into the discussion of uh, what Aditya... I don't know how correctly or incorrectly, but put what uh, his community and I uh, were, were experiencing. Uh, yeah. So I think... How does it tie I, into art block? I think in, right? in, in terms of stand-up comedy, I mean, you can get disappointed if the audience doesn't yes. laugh. But you always have something inside you that you need to get out. Yes. And the audience is very irrelevant to that at, a, at some level. Hmm. So, you know, we need to borrow a page from his book. Because as artists, uh, sorry, as comic, webcomic and uh, art illustration creators, we struggle with that. We think that, oh no, what if I draw something that nobody likes? Oh. No, but we need to take a page from their book when we say, screw Fuck that your shit. audiences. Yeah, screw that <laughs> shit. Draw what you like. And, you know, as he said rightly, the right kind of crowd will gravitate towards you anyway. If not today, tomorrow. If not tomorrow, in 10 years. Who cares? Maybe after you die. Nobody cares. You draw your craft and play your craft yeah yeah, in your yeah, yeah yeah speak your craft it's interesting like we uh, we were talking to a mutual friend of ours again I, uh, sorry i was talking about the same exact thing uh two days ago uh with a mutual friend of ours uh he runs a cafe so he he's a chef nice. and he he said he fails the exact same thing sometimes uh, mm. to the point where sometimes he's not able to go to the kitchen and cook because he <laughs> doesn't feel he's like a good enough chef after having run a cafe for like six years now Every every industry has it. Yeah, every single occupation. It's it's definitely cooking is art, right? Right. Uh, comedy is art. Playing instruments is art. 
when you are expressing yourself through some form or the other there will come a time where you will start to question it and right. you will start and more often than not the answer lies on outward rather than inward because you're yeah. so worried about what outward people think not what you think because mm. if you really were worried about what you thought of yourself you would be better like you would you would take a step forward in improving your craft why do you think children are the best uh, creative geniuses because they don't give a shit about what others think <laughs> they just do it they like it and they like and other children kind of gravitate was it's so pure you know it's so pure and that's what i feel that whenever i am stuck in a rut as far as comics drawing and stuff is concerned i remind myself bring myself to the 13 year old me with the 10 like with the 11 like the 9 year old sister or the 10 year old sister drawing this writing this and then <clears throat> fellow 10 year olds and 13 year olds were all like oh i want to read it so that's the childish uh perspective that we need to give ourselves as artists right and right. also the advantage advantage of living in india is there's such a large audience you yeah. will find a niche that really likes the stuff you do for once overpopulation works huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so you know you don't need to be that worried um i always thought that for stand up comedy audience is super important this is news to me so i'm like very inspired right now <laughs> it, i mean it is important like mm. you do alter your jokes based on what gets laughs overall what doesn't get laughs okay. you kind of cut out <coughs> but at the same time if if none of your jokes worked it wasn't you it was probably the audience that night right so you can you can average them out so you can always blame a very bad set on a bad night and you know go again the next night and see but i feel that stand up comedians and comedians in general are the most bravest humans possible because you're going f- knowing full well that people are going to spit at your like face like bearing bearing your soul physically that's what they do like pretty like, much i mean all of us are doing it in some way or the other but yeah yeah it's honestly like so for me it's like uh, laugh tracks aren't my thing so i'm not really like i don't watch sitcoms with laugh tracks and stuff because i don't want to be told when to laugh it's just a very ocd nonsense thing but no uh, it's actually pretty never mind we'll have a discussion okay later. okay so but with stand up comedy i feel that uh, again not really a fan of these live shows and the set show stuff like what you have on prime and all that specials but i do like to go and watch live stand-up. comedy like, yes i love to watch because you're so brave coming there showing yourself and sometimes like you said altering based on you're reading the room while also remembering what you were prepared for while also preparing for the worst case it's like yeah damn. <laughs> it's like a lot of processes that's, all like happening yeah, that's insane right at the same time i hope more people share the notion that you should see live stand up comedy as opposed to stage live special. anything man like, live anything is just art watch live just art. shows yeah. for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> or like live, live, go watch live music <laughs> yeah live tabla shows <laughs> uh, come to my shows basically <laughs> come to your shows come to his shows read my comedy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the base that's like the the summary of this podcast <laughs> like <laughs> Hey so Aditya uh, how much time do we have do we have enough time was it was I think I think we can yeah I think that's that's all the questions I have Yeah I'll just tie into yeah. one other thing that he also does uh, what what's the time It's 6:11 so we should wrap it 6:11, up 6:11 so we'll wrap it up like uh so one more thing that I have to ask you is uh, is around how we actually met so uh I was telling Kritat but there is a sketching collective It, it is called the sketching collective yes uh, check them out on instagram sanya shafarun nisar on set we are trying to get her to uh, on our podcast too uh, and shout out to her because it's an amazing initiative and i've been to like a few of them so it's not because she's a friend having said that that's where i met aditya 
right so aditya on one end does this manga comics and like he's drawing and whatever like we've talked about straight, yes. whatever we've talked yes. about and on the other end sketching collective essentially is an initiative where you go to these heritage monuments and sketch them right so where does that fit in like the, is it i mean if you have already answered this question where you've just said that you will sketch anything Hmm. uh then you don't if if that's the answer then you really don't have to elaborate no 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 uh it's a very interesting question and also very important because <coughs> drawing life drawing from life right. is one of the most priceless skills that an artist can have simply because every single thing about their art will improve the more they do it line control uh spatial awareness uh, understanding uh, perspective and uh, pretty much anything rendering everything improves when you are at location simply because you are there's so much information that's you're absorbing right so for me every single time i go out there and draw something live i look for a way to uh, improve that particular thing that i'm striving to improve mm-hmm. say sometimes it's uh, i want to render this perspective correctly or sometimes i make it up and i then focus on rendering the form correctly right it detailing all, yes it all ties into comics because at the heart of it comics is storytelling with pictures so if your pictures are strong your draftsmanship is strong then you don't have to worry about the drawing you can then focus more on the emotion it conveys like if you've seen arcane for example the t- mm. the, the the show their characters their emotions are so strong and so like realistic and simply because they they are they've set right has set a standard for their uh, 3d 3d right, modeling right, right. so they don't care about that anymore so they've, they've learned how to capture life into their yes. uh, drawings and therefore yes. you say life sketching is also like yes. an important thing to do environments are also super important because i take inspiration from yeah that european stuff so background I, and yes. things like that and india is so rich so if you actually go to uh, and hyderabad is like hyderabad is for yeah, anybody who's definitely. into <laughs> life <laughs> sketching and heritage monuments like it's right up your alley then definitely so if you actually go and look at his live sketches of like these monuments like people over there are just like sketching monuments which is i mean i can't i mean i've been to a few of them i'm really bad at it but that's not why i go uh but if you see so aditya starts off by do <laughs> you obviously go to the sketching collective to get new guests for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> as it's running out to be turning out to be yeah 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 essentially and uh, to a lot many other places so uh, what aditya then does is which is like very fascinating is he he'll first take the monument and like he's he's like he's not going to say it himself so and like check out his instagram profile for sure but comics aside like his live sketches are like insane okay so he'll 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 quickly do his shit with like the heritage monument and then he'll actually start sketching people who are doing live sketches so <laughs> if there's like a tree Sketception. yeah like there's a tree and people sitting on both sides and doing like sketches he'll sketch the tree and the people so you know he's, he's doing this live comic environment i really don't know. I have to come up with like a long word for i'll it. help you with that <laughs> kim jung gi he's the he's my uh, inspiration for live sketching okay uh he i learned anything i know from perspective and stuff from him he yeah. doesn't teach like his courses are super expensive i just watch his stuff over and over again for years he says if you're placing a character on paper mm-hmm. they need to have a story otherwise they don't have a reason to exist there because in reality humans have a story so right. the reason i draw those people under the tree is because they came there for a reason 
Right. So I want to immortalize that moment. Yeah. Even if it looks nothing like them, even if it is just a gesture of them, when I look at that, I remember. Like when when I go to when I went to a cafe with a friend recently, I sketched them having a nice little cutesy moment with checking their phone or whatever. Yeah. And then I just spilled some coffee on the page. So <laughs> that way every time they look at that drawing, they can smell the place that they were in. Wow. So it's like filling the moment and the canvas at the same time. That's why I do it. Right. Uh and I have to ask this sorry but we 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 are we are wrapping things up don't worry uh i have to ask this uh, aditya because as an artist i have to ask about preparation because we talked about mm-hmm. your work influences this and that and it's all like what's on paper or what people will want to know hmm. but i i would i'm like a huge behind the scenes guy okay when it comes to art okay. and i feel there's not enough behind the scenes that's done and i feel if people have to genuinely if we expect this of them that they ca- we if i mean there, there's an expectation with every artist hmm. that pe- who, people who come in actually appreciate art critically appreciate appreciate art i feel uh, we are doing them a disservice by not actually bringing the behind the scenes okay right hmm. uh, to the forefront hmm. so now i would like to come to your prep as in what's how many hours did you invest in like i mean you don't have to give me a number hmm. but uh, How in acquiring all it? of the skill sorry how difficult is it how difficult is it without actually having a teacher is there a course that people can access to now and a special mention also i'm just tying into the uh, t- tying this into the question because uh, you'll find a few posts that aditya has made on like uh, single point perspective sketching and it's not like a, a bo- it's not like like a boring textbook it is also like a comic essence yeah it's a comic so that's lovely yeah, like i mean in, in in fact that was one of the first interactions we actually had yes. on instagram was pretty much that otherwise yes. it was just like a hello and a shake hand and True. we'll follow each other yeah. where i made sure and this is why like that's why i thought i'll tell you this to you today hmm. that not many artists even uh, take this initiative of taking the behind the scenes hmm. and like throwing rubbing it in people's faces yeah. just so that they can appreciate us right like or appreciate the art and what goes behind it so coming back Uh, did you get the question or do you Definitely. want to quickly just uh, repeat it it's very difficult i am not going to deny that it isn't difficult but at the same time i feel that the foundations are everything as with anything if you want to learn drums you need to practice your rudiments if you want to learn uh, singing you have to practice your you have to practice right your, right yeah. so similarly for drawing you have to practice your foundations and uh, you know you can't just get away with uh, ah, i'm going to do like a cartoony style so you know my shapes don't matter no they do matter they matter mm. a lot if you really want to know shape theory go look at walt disney's old stuff okay that guy didn't even draw actually accurate looking animals but everything has a reason so i have i have been drawing every single day since october 2019 I know this because that's when persona hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So with the focus of and this is super important to people who are listening who want to improve on craft. Everything you draw, every page you fill in your sketchbook has to be for a reason of some improving something. I took from October to December I just I wanted to get back into the zone so I drew a lot of fan art I kept drawing every day uh, did October like the Inktober thingy and then the mm. November drawing challenge whatever right every single day I was drawing existing stuff so then my hand is warmed up and you know I'm like okay I understand spatial arrangement a little bit then 3 months I spent from Jan to March 2020 uh looking at people again I will say look at artists live drawing stuff 
on the internet of course right. they have recordings right. rather than going and like following a youtube tutorial like ah. draw a circle first and then make a few beautiful yeah. beautiful because that doesn't work you yeah. know your process is going to be super different from them really invested my time in like understanding what the basics were so i started with the head then moved on torso etc etc so 3 months of just anatomy and then uh, while that's happening i also have to give a very important mention to my university because i enrolled in some perspective classes there right. however the books are free uh, sorry not free the books are not tied to the university scott mccloud that's mm-hmm. the person's name he's the father of comics uh-huh. in general uh-huh. so he has a lot of uh, books on how to be better at storytelling right so i read his books every single day even today if i'm stuck somewhere i just flip through his pages so building a a foundation is super important and it is an ongoing thing so just to some put it in like perspective and summary essentially uh consciously from 2019 october uh, till say when you start actually writing 13th uh, drawing 13th street june 28th of uh, uh, this year this year yeah Uh, that's been like sort of the preparation only preparation. for the 30 for 13th street yes and, and other general. than that you've yes. been like even before uh, 2019 october you're just doing stuff you're just doing yes, stuff yes. but Most now definitely. you're able to sort of put words to it original content is another reason why i really like stand up comedy and comedy in general is because it's all original content it's your expression that you're giving out it's very difficult because you can draw fan art and get millions of likes because people are not liking it for your art people are liking it for the character right. but when you draw original stuff you perform original stuff people should like if you have one like versus the thousand there you know that one like matters more because that person has genuinely liked it for your Right. art and your craft right. so i say foundations super important if you wanted open me in rush just draw some anime girl you you're, you're set <laughs> that's fine but foundation super 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 important right yeah. right thank you thank you so much for doing uh, this bit especially i mean for me uh, because uh, and you've like elaborated o- on it which has been uh, no problem it could be like a 6 hour conversation great. for all like <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah and also in terms of prep like you had the story since you were 13 yes. so it it starts there you it know starts, most uh, yeah, essentially starts it's not there. october last year <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean like, in terms of just consciously preparing my uh, drawing side of things it is definitely 2019 because uh, prior to that i was drawing 100% i have been but drawing it was very random and 2019 was, was where the yeah. skill focus like the skill building focus sort of where started. i actually sat down and thought okay i think i need to improve so that never occurred to me prior to that that's what i mean i know what he means i've been playing tabla like krithad and i went to school together i see okay. I, i used to play tabla when i was in school hmm. but was i prepping to be a tabla player no absolutely not exactly. it didn't start before 5 years ago hmm. so that's that's what matters yeah the yeah. prep so conscious prep you, conscious prep Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that sneak peek. No problem. Yeah, I think that's it. So, thank you so much for talking to us. You've been listening to the Hyderabad Hiccup and uh, see you around in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.